the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Biden administration condemns leaked intel. Leaking operational intelligence in the middle of a conflict. Unbelievably unprofessional. How will the leaked draft opinion impact the midterm elections? Voters are much more attuned to paying attention to what is scary for them right now than what could potentially be scary for them in the future. A manhunt for fugitives Casey and Vicki White comes to an end. Casey White and Vicki White are in custody. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, May 10th. I'm Mike Scott. Thousands across the country attended the nationwide theatrical release of Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary, 2000 Mules, and now you can watch it from the comfort of your own home at Salem Now. Did operatives stuff ballot drop boxes during the 2020 election? Was the 2020 election really the most secure election in American history? Or were there widespread voter irregularities that have gone previously unreported? In this new film, with meticulous research from TrueTheVote.org, D'Souza examines these claims using geospatial and telemetric data, along with security camera footage obtained through open records requests to track the movement of so-called mules as they visited ballot drop boxes in multiple states across the country. Watch the documentary and decide for yourself. Go to SalemNow.com to watch 2,000 mules on your computer or mobile device. Or download the Salem app now on your smart TV to see 2,000 mules. Sponsored by the Salem Media Group. Russian President Vladimir Putin has sought to cast Moscow's military action in Ukraine as a response to Western policies and a necessary move to ward off a potential aggression. Addressing Monday's military parade on Red Square, marking the World War II victory over the Nazis, Putin drew parallels between the Red Army's fighting against the Nazi troops and Russian forces in Ukraine. While lambasting the West, Putin in his speech gave no signals of a shift in strategy or made any indication he was going to declare a broad mobilization, as some in Ukraine and the West have feared. Former U.K. ambassador to Belarus, Nigel Gould-Davies, says the Kremlin marked Russia's biggest patriotic holiday Monday without being able to boast of any major new battlefield success in Ukraine. They weren't able to announce anything uh, significant and certainly not successful. They referred to the conflict, but they didn't even call it a special military operation. Um, There seems an awareness of the political risks at home of uh, national mobilization. So um, 
there is a real sense in which uh, the Kremlin is faced with growing difficulties and dilemmas in this war that it has chosen to unleash. Meanwhile, President Biden was not happy with leaks to news outlets in which U.S. intelligence appeared to take credit for helping Ukraine target a Russian ship. Outgoing White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki voiced the president's displeasure. What I will tell you without confirming private internal calls uh, that the president was displeased uh, with the leaks. Um, His view was that uh, it uh, was an overstatement of our role, an inaccurate statement, and also an understatement of the Ukrainians' role um, and their leadership, and he did not felt they were constructive. Lieutenant Colonel James Carofano, Heritage Foundation Vice President for Foreign and Security Policy, joined Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson to discuss the intel leak and the current state of war in Ukraine. I think we're in a new kind of war. If you look at what Russia and China and Iran want to do, they want a war without America. They're coming after us. I, you know, I never liked the term Cold War to begin with because, first of all, we had two major wars right in the middle of it, and lots of people fought and died in this. So you know, pretending that somehow you know, confronting your enemies, nobody gets hurt is kind of nonsense anyway. But serious people, when they look at this, they, they recognize you don't treat every problem equally, right? And so we had this taxonomy of, you know, vital interests, things that we're actually sent American lives out to fight and defend that are important to us. Vital interests, things that we're going to help out, right? But they, they don't rise to the putting American troops on the line. And then other kinds of interests that we support and everything. You know, we don't hear that. I mean, one of the great flaws of this administration is, you know, we've never heard an ex- a real serious explanation of the American people. What are we doing and why are we trying to do it? Carafano explains that the U.S. is not, he believes, fighting a proxy war with Russia. We're not fighting a proxy war in Ukraine. A proxy war is when you go and you find a proxy and you have them go and attack somebody for you. We're helping the Ukrainians defend themselves. Because it's in our interest to do so. Also, we're not fighting a war against Russia. We're, we're helping the Ukrainians defend themselves, which is a legitimate purpose. And two, is, is important because Putin's interests don't stop at the Ukraine. He wants to destabilize Western Europe. He wants America to be lowerized. That's exactly what the Chinese wanted. Carafano says there are unserious people right now in the Biden administration. This is serious. You remember your mom said, you know, it's all fun games, so somebody loses an eye. So this is the serious stuff now. People should act that way. You know, another story that enraged me was this, you know, leaking about, well, yeah, we helped them do that, you, you know, from the Pentagon, of like leaking operational intelligence in the middle of a conflict. Unbelievably unprofessional. You know, these are things which are just not appropriate because we are in serious times trying to do serious things. And, and then you have people kind of really just, to be honest with you, just running in their mouth. Carafano went on to say that, President Biden should start America on a path to energy independence. Sanctions before sanctions are a tool. They're not a strategy. But mostly what they do is limit the resources that are valuable to your adversary and make some made hard choices, which is fine. But, but that doesn't get you to the end of the day. You know, what I don't hear from this administration, this is where I'm really worried. And, you know, we have a lot of fair weather patriots now. Because the Ukrainians are doing well, all of a sudden their ambitions are, well, let's defeat the Russian army. Yes. You know, drive them into the sea. This is nonsense. Let's be serious. Serious to me would be the president of the United States getting on the airwaves and saying, let me tell you how we're going to get America to energy independence, energy dominance, how we're going to produce reliable, affordable um, 
dependable energy for every American and for our friends and allies. When that when they make that speech, that's what I'm the serious about this country. Carafano also says that while things aren't going well for Russia, Vladimir Putin should not be underestimated. You know, Putin has a difficult choice. He doesn't want to lose. He can't lose. How embarrassing that would be. But on the other hand, if he expands the mobilization throughout the country, starts conscription, that really brings the war home to Russians. And I don't think they want to risk that either. So he's kind of caught in a space where he can't afford to lose. But escalating for him is very, very dangerous. And I haven't said that. Again, this hubris is just completely misplaced. Okay, this isn't the best of all worlds for Vladimir Putin. But he owns more territory in Ukraine than he ever did. He has over somewhere between half a million and a million Ukrainians hostage. He is continuing to flatten this city every day. And, and he is, look, it's not a free lunch for us either. I mean, we're paying Ukrainians to fight this war. You know, I, I just think, you know, people that think that just Putin's on the ropes and the whole thing's going to collapse. This is a dangerous man. We shouldn't be taking him seriously. We should not be saying ridiculous things. Looking briefly at the midterm elections, the leak of a draft Supreme Court majority opinion striking down Roe versus Wade may have given vulnerable Democrats in the Senate a line of defense in the face of inflation and borders security. Abortion rights is now a flashpoint for Democrats in the upcoming midterms. It's also an opportunity for some to hammer their GOP opponents for opposing Roe v. Wade. But it's also a major challenge Can they sustain their message for the next six months in the face of rising prices, increased border crossings, and a volatile economy? Amy Walter of Cook Political joined the PBS NewsHour to discuss how the leaked draft opinion could impact the political field. And to say, look, you may not like the direction that we're going in at this moment in time, but let me tell you the good things that we've done. That's what you'll hear from Democrats. And... As uh, one Democratic strategist said to me, you know, things may not be going that great right now, but these Republicans are extreme. It's even more dangerous to put them in office than to keep us here. That is, again, any party that is in charge of all three branches, that is a very common message that they make when things aren't going well for them. But voters are much more attuned to paying attention to what is scary for them right now than what could potentially be scary for them in the future. What Democrats are hoping is... Uh, voters remember what it was like on January 6th. This wasn't mm-hmm. just hypothetical. And this abortion ruling, That's uh, right, which same. is coming uh, in the weeks ahead, is real. It's they believe hypothetical. will help them make, that, make right. that argument. However, according to a report for Reuters, the leaked draft decision isn't having much of any impact among pro-abortion or pro-choice suburban women. In fact, according to that report, more women were concerned about inflation than abortion. Josh Hammer, opinion editor at Newsweek and host of the Josh Hammer Show, joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the implications of the leaked draft opinion and what he feels is the generated hysteria in the aftermath. You know, it's easy to call things unprecedented, but in this particular case, Andrew, there literally is zero precedent for what we are seeing right now. This kind of thing simply does not happen. The Supreme Court literally can only get by when the justices, the clerks know that their emails are not going to be leaked. Because if the entire notion of a government of laws and not of men, to kind of borrow the famous quip from John Adams back in the 1780s, if that phrase means anything at all, it means that the judicial branch and the Supreme Court in particular cannot possibly be swayed or cowed by public mobocracy. 
Hammer laments the treatment of the Supreme Court justices who have had protesters show up on their front lawns. So I, I see what's happening now in the, the, the picketers outside Chief Justice Roberts' house, Kavanaugh, Alito. I mean, Justice Alito apparently has he's been moved to an undisclosed location. Right. I, I mean, my God, I mean, like every time you think that they can't possibly go lower after what they did to Bob Bork in 87, Clarence Thomas, 91, Brett Kavanaugh just four years ago, they, they just find a new way to go lower, Andrew. But we're, in untr- we're really in uncharted waters at this point. Hammer also goes on to say that the idea that the court would overturn Loving versus Virginia that's the case that struck down a ban on interracial marriage is simply fear-mongering. The way that the Supreme Court operates is they have what's called a discretionary docket, where they get to pick and choose their cases. So, you know, if some nut job in some random state decides to challenge the constitutionality of Loving versus Virginia, for instance, which banned interracial marriage, they, they, they would just never grant the case because there is no constituency whatsoever other than Klansmen who is trying to overturn Loving versus Virginia. That's just not a thing that anyone talks about here. Hammer says that he was shocked to see no Democrats have condemned the leaked draft majority opinion. Within the first 24 to 48 hours of the leak, I personally was on the lookout to see if a single Democratic elected official would even condemn the leak, an unprecedented attempt to undermine That's the right. court. To my knowledge, that, that has not happened yet. Now, the next level, of course, is actively, effectively encouraging what is happening outside the homes of these justices in direct violation, I would mention, of 18 U.S. Code Section 1507, which literally makes it a federal crime to do exactly what these people are doing, to picket outside houses and intimidate justices to kind of carry out justice according to the likes which they would not otherwise get at. But what's going on here is they've, this is DEFCON 1, okay? This is what people have to understand, Andrew. We have not gone to DEFCON 1. They have brought it here. We need to step up in kind. The Senate on Monday night rushed through approval for a bill beefing up protection for Supreme Court justices amid escalating threats against members of the court and attacks targeting pro-life organizations. House conservatives are looking to make a push on crime with a slew of bills as concerns over rising crime rates grow. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has more. Indiana Congressman Jim Banks, chairman of the Republican Study Committee, wrote a memo to members of the group slamming the Biden administration for rising crime and putting forth several legislative priorities. Those pro-law enforcement measures, according to Banks, include compelling police departments to report crimes to the FBI's Uniform Crime Reporting Program and stopping money from going to states that have, quote, no cash bail laws. Banks also called on Congress to reinstate a Trump-era policy that mandated federal prosecutors to charge individuals with penalties that come with the highest offense someone is guilty of rather than a lesser one. Bernie Bennett in Washington. President Joe Biden announced Monday that 20 Internet companies have agreed to provide discounted service to those with low incomes, a program that could effectively make tens of millions of households eligible for free service through an already existing federal subsidy. Biden says 20 Internet companies have agreed to provide discounted service to low-income Americans that could make service for millions of households free. High-speed Internet is not a luxury any longer. It's a necessity. Biden went on to say, combined with government subsidies, the corporate commitments are, in his words, a big deal. We secured commitments from 20 providers, most of them in the garden today, going to lower prices for high-speed Internet for tens of millions of households. So now families who are eligible can select a plan from a participating provider and receive high-speed Internet at no cost in most cases. 
More woes on Wall Street. Stocks deepen their losses Monday, sending the S&P 500 to its lowest close in more than a year. The market is coming off its fifth weekly loss in a row due to renewed worries about China's economy piled on top of markets already battered by rising interest rates. Stocks fell across Europe and much of Asia, as did everything from old economy crude oil to new economy Bitcoin. Jeff Sicka of Circle Squared Alternative Investments joined Fox Business to discuss if the sell-offs will continue and what investors can do. I've been very bad at predicting bottoms, but one thing I could say is that you have to look at this drug called margin, which is out there. There was a trillion dollars of margin debt just a couple years ago. That has declined somewhat, but what's happening is this selling, this avalanche of selling is being caused by, by margin debt, margin calls. So what I'm looking at for a bottom is to see that margin debt begin to unwind further, and then we'll probably see a bottom, but I don't think we're near that right now. Sika says that if investors are looking into bonds, they should be ready to endure a marathon in those markets. First of all, if you look at inflation, inflation is 8%. So even if you're getting 3%, you still have a negative return. And you said it, you have to be willing to hold to maturity in order to, 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 to benefit. Because you're going to see as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Yeah. So I would say that anyone who's going to buy a bond, you have to be willing to be married to that bond and stay committed to it because you're going to see some declines as interest rates go up. China's export growth tumbled in April after Shanghai and other major industrial cities were shut down to fight virus outbreaks. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has details. Customs data shows exports rose 3.7 percent over a year earlier to $273.6 billion. That's down sharply from March's 15.7 percent growth. Reflecting weak Chinese demand, imports crept up 0.7 percent to $222.5 billion, in line with the previous month's growth below 1 percent. Escaped Alabama inmate Casey White and corrections officer Vicki White, no relation, are in custody following a chase in Indiana near Evansville. The fugitives were taken into custody after a U.S. Marshals Task Force member drove a vehicle into a Cadillac that Vicki White was driving in Evansville, ending the pair's week and a half on the run. Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton announced the apprehension of the fugitives, Casey and Vicki White. This is the prompt, uh, press conference I've, we've been talking about all week that we wanted to call. Uh, Casey White and Vicki White are in custody. Uh, there was a pursuit uh, this afternoon in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Evansville, Indiana is about 219 miles from here. Singleton says the media and public helped with the apprehension of the escaped inmate Casey White and the corrections officer. What led us to the arrest and, and the uh, uh, capture of, of them today was a tip that came from citizens. And those, they call those tips in because of the coverage y'all have provided us. You don't know how much I personally appreciate the way y'all have helped us in this case. Singleton says Casey White and Vicki White were apprehended in southern Indiana by U.S. Marshals. 
The U.S. Marshals were in pursuit of a black uh, Ford pickup. I think it was an F Ford 150. Um, and uh, Casey White was driving that vehicle. Uh, Vicki White was a passenger. Uh, as during the pursuit, the pickup truck wrecked. Uh, Casey White surrendered. Vicki White has been transported to the hospital. And in an update to this story, police say Vicki White shot herself in the head and died after a car chase ended in that crash yesterday. And finally, a relatively rare East Coast earthquake centered northeast of South Carolina's capital city has jolted large numbers of state residents awake. Authorities say the quake occurred just after 1.30 a.m. Monday with a preliminary 3.3 magnitude. There were no immediate reports of any damages or injuries. The pre-dawn tremor lasted only seconds, but a number of people took to social media to describe being shaken from their sleep. The U.S. Geological Survey geophysicist Amy Vaughn says they've had thousands of reports from those who say they felt the earthquake. It was significantly, it felt significantly enough to wake people up uh, by and large, and also they probably would have been experiencing um, significant shaking in their homes, uh, especially closer to the epicenter, and things may have been rattling off of shelves and counters and walls. Vaughn says while a 3.3 magnitude quake may not sound like a lot, for South Carolina compared to someplace like California, it is. In this particular area where soil is looser, um, there's less bedrock, etc., it's going to be felt more intensely and more widely. So a 3.3, you know, is a larger deal when it occurs somewhere like South Carolina. Vaughn says even with small earthquakes, aftershocks generally follow. But don't expect any big ones. This is not an area that is capable of producing what we would consider, you know, a big one um, of much larger magnitudes, you know, like the big ones we think of, in my opinion, at least like sevens and eights and nines. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.